Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining us for episode 106 today. So episode 106, we're going back into State of Decay again. We're going to talk about update 12 and State of Decay 2 this episode. This is going to be another solo episode. I know I've been doing a few of those lately, but um, we will have some guests again in the future. In fact, next week, I'm hoping to finally have our DVD episode that I've been trying to get scheduled. Um, the person that I was trying to do that with, they've been having some uh, personal things going on lately, and it's been harder to schedule due to that. But we are trying to uh, get ready for that. So hopefully um, next week is finally going to be that DVD podcast. We have it scheduled to record on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So we will hopefully record that on Wednesday and get that out to all of you on Saturday. But that's our next episode that we have planned. Our next stream, we're actually doing Civ 6 all week uh, this coming week. So Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to do some Civilization VI. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go in with uh, Zombie, and we're going to have some fun learning the game. We're actually playing that on Friday the 22nd when it comes out, too. But you're going to be hearing this after that uh, stream. So, basically, we're going to do Civ Six on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then on the Friday of that week, Friday the 28th, we're actually having our community vote. So, I will do a stream 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and the community can vote on what game they want to see played. Um, I'll have, you know, State of Decay is one of the choices. I'll have Civilization VI, Dead by Daylight. Um, I'll have Borderlands 3 as a choice. Maybe some other games. Um, I want to get back into Life is Strange again soon, so I might have that as a choice, for example. So I will throw some choices in there. Maybe um, some Outer Worlds if people want to vote for that. So we'll have a couple choices in there. If you want anything to be involved in those choices, let me know. Cause that um, It's going to have a poll very soon for that. But... That being said, that's our schedule for the next week. So, um, three Civ 6 streams, 12 to 4, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And this is all Eastern time, by the way, if we have any international listeners. And then Friday, 1 to 5 Eastern. But that being said, let's just get right into it. Let's dig right into update 12. So, this uh, the first part of this is going to be talking about the actual uh, news update from the statedecay.com website. So, Everything you're about to hear, I'm going to read right from the statedecay.com website and kind of comment on it a little bit. And then we're going to get into the bounties as well. So I um, took down everything that was in the bounties, and we're going to talk about the bounties themselves as well. So from the statedecay.com website, it says, Back in the spring, the Heartland Story DLC returned to the roots of State of Decay by visiting the area known as Trumbull Valley. Now we're bringing some of the equipment and fashion from Heartland into the game for everyone here to use. Read the full patch notes here. The pack adds new guns and outfits to the base game, drawn from the story and characters of the Heartland Story DLC from earlier this year. It includes five new guns, 30 new outfits, and a new facility mod that allows you to craft improvised rifles for your survivors. So that's actually the first time we've had a new facility mod come to the game, so that's pretty cool. Well, unless you count, um, technically there's new mods for Daybreak, but the first time in about a year that we've had any new facility mods, because they did have some new ones for Daybreak too as well. So we have the guns of Echo Lab here. Hartley introduced new firearms designed by the military scientists of Echo Lab. Those weapons were only available inside Trumbull Valley until now. You can unlock these six weapons by completing bounties for the bounty broker. And we have a restored Echo S1 revolver, restored Echo S2 rifle, restored Echo S3 shotgun, restored Echo S4 SMG, restored Echo S6 pistol, 
restored Echo S7 assault rifle. And I do want to comment too that the original versions of these, you could actually get them into your base game. You just had to jump through some hoops and have a friend help you, basically. So what you have to do if you want to get the original versions in your game is you have to have a friend jump into your Heartland game with you, give your friend all the Echo weapons, and have them hold on to them, and then basically go into your base game, and then have your friend join that base game and give the Echo weapons back to you, and then you can actually use your uh, original Echo weapons in Heartland, or not Heartland, in the base game. Um, the only difference, though, I've checked it out for, like, say say you're comparing the Echo S6 pistol to the restored Echo S6 pistol. The only difference at all is in the text that uh, is in the description. So the stats are all completely the same. Uh, the look is the same. The only difference is just uh, there's different text that goes with the description. At least as far as I can tell. I couldn't tell any uh, other difference. Maybe there's, like, some really minor aesthetic difference that I couldn't notice. but. So, like, for example, the Echo S6 pistol will have a description that talks about Echo more and, like, uh, it being, you know, a high-quality Echo weapon. The restored version will have more of a text that is uh, about cash, like, you know, making sure he got a restored version back to the game. So, basically, in one sense, it's, you know, uh, the people that built the Echo weapon talking about it. And then in the restored version, it's basically cash talking about the weapon. So that's kind of the main difference there. But special bonus, keep your eye out for a lootable version of Brock's Gotti high-powered handgun called the Police Auction Golden Vulture. More details in the patch notes. So um, basically, this is Brock's, you know, nice golden uh, vulture gun that you see at Heartland that can be found. And it's said to be only found in police lockers. So... Basically, any uh, police station that's in your game, you have a small chance of actually finding this. It's not going to be something that is found uh, very easily. It's going to be a rare weapon, so you're not going to see it you know, every time you search a police locker. But in uh, any police you know, lockup, then you might actually find this gun. So that's the only place, as far as I know, that you can get it. But there is a chance to get it there, so you know, look out for it. And if you get it, then uh, awesome, and let me know that you found it, because... Uh, so far, I haven't known anyone that's found it, but uh, I think everyone's also trying to get all the clothes and stuff right now, too. So I don't think anyone's like looked too hard for it yet, but if anyone has found it, let me know. So then we move on to Trumbull Valley Fashion. We're adding 30 new outfits to the game inspired by the clothing worn by the survivors from the Heartland storyline. Two outfits will appear in your closet for free. The rest can be unlocked by either scavenging or completing bounties for the bounty broker. So we have... Larissa's rumple jacket and leather pants, five variants of that. We have Quincy's tattered suit, five variants of that. Helena's leather trench coat, five variants of that. Brock and Reba's leather vest, five variants of those. And Diana's lizard hoodie, five variants of that as well. Plus five Trumbull Valley t-shirts from Keisha's shadow skull to the Bronto gas shirt. So um, there's a lot of new clothes to find. I actually didn't find the previous uh, set of clothing, so I still have more on top of that to find. Um, I think I had like 10 left from the previous set to find, and now I have to find these too. So, you know, I'm trying to work with it and um, make sure I get it. And then the last part of the uh, news for update 12.0 on stateofthecay.com is make your own weapons. This pack also includes a new facility mod, the Improvised Weapon Station, 
that you can install into any facility in your base. Use this mod to craft special lead-filled bats, as well as any of the three special improvised rifles that Quincy could create in Heartland. The Trumbull Gatekeeper, the Network Do-It-Yourself Assault Rifle, and the Masterwork Assault Rifle. So this is uh, really cool. It's a new facility mod you can put in there. And it's the first time since Daybreak, to my recollection, that we have any new facility mod. Because Daybreak obviously had um, the Cleo Core. It had the Red Talon Bunk Room, the Red Talon Workshop, things like that. We obviously had the Fireworks Crafting Station from uh, the Independence Pack before that. And I'm trying to remember, I, I don't recall any new facility mods since that. So I believe it's been about a year since we got um, any new facility mods. But maybe I'm blanking on something. Um, you know, there's probably somebody shouting at me at home right now, like, oh, you forgot about this one. <laughs> so hopefully I'm not forgetting any facility mods that came out after that. But um, Zed Hunter, I don't think we had any. Um, the Shoe is Your Own Apocalypse update, I don't think we had any facility mods. I'm trying to remember if Heartland have had any facility mods either, but I think Heartland technically has um, the station that lets you make the uh, the plate busters. I think it technically has a station that lets you do that, but that's not something you can actually bring into the base game. So that's why I don't really count that, because it's not something you can transfer into the base game, so I don't really count that as like a full facility mod that can use anywhere, basically. And then it just says at the end, we hope you enjoy these new additions to the game, and as always, thank you for playing. So that is basically the news update from the official State of the Game post. And now I'm going to talk about the bounties themselves. So we obviously have all these restored Echo guns. So I'm going to start with those. To get the restored Echo S4 SMG, you have to collect 10 materials. To get the restored Echo S6 pistol, you have to kill 70 zombies with a pistol. For the restored Echo S7 assault rifle, you have to kill 50 zombies grappled by teammates, which this is actually an interesting one. Um, basically, you have to have a teammate grapple zombie and then kill it. You can do this solo by having a NPC help you out, or you can do it with friends. Restored Echo S1 revolver, you have to use 8 gas cans. Restored Echo S2 rifle, you have to stealth kill 7 streamers with a crossbow. Restored Echo S1 shotgun. Kill 10 ferals with a shotgun. Improvised weapon station. 20 forwards killed. And then we have the couple of clothing items that are locked behind bounties. The tattered suit battle war. Get four enclaves to allied status. Lizard hoodie chameleon. You have to kill five play cards. Destroy with explosives. The leather trench coat block. Recruit three survivors. And last but not least, the Biker Vest, Antler Star, 120 kilometers driven. So that's all the bounties we have. And um, some of these bounties I really like and they're very interesting. But some of them I'm not as big a fan of. Like, for example, um, I think the Recruiting Three Survivors was a really interesting bounty. And it's one that I like. So that gives you the Leather Trench Coat Black, uh, Helena's Trench Coat. And I think that was a really interesting one. I like how they're actually using recruiting survivors as a potential way to get bounties now. The get four enclaves to allied status, I thought that was interesting as well. But in practice, I think it took a little bit too long. It was just kind of annoying a little bit because um, some enclaves, they want you to do a million tasks for them before you actually get allied. 
and then some of them you do like one task and send them. So I think um, that's a cool bounty to do, but I think if it was get two or get three Enclave's allied status, I would have uh, preferred that a little bit more. Just kind of, you know, knock it back slightly because these bounties, I think, should be something that you can do fairly quickly. It's not going to take you, you know, eight years to do a bounty. And um, I think that that one took a little bit too long for me when I was doing it. It's not like I can't do it. I mean, I've obviously gotten, you know, a ton of allied Enclave's um, throughout my time playing, but it's one that just um, was a little bit more annoying. And I think that the bounties need to walk that fine line of being fun versus um, annoying versus having some skill involved. So I think it's, I don't fall on Dead Labs at all because, you know, this is like a hard line to walk where you want the bounties to be fun. You want them to have some kind of challenge to it where it's, you know, not going to be done in five seconds. But you also don't want it to be um too grindy that it's going to take you too long because these aren't even achievements technically like if these were achievements i'd say okay you know make it a little bit more grindy make it a little bit harder possibly but these aren't even technically achievements so it's kind of like a little mini achievement that you don't get um achievement credit for and i'm someone that wants to complete all the bounties so i think they should you know walk that line as much as possible so um i think the Getting four enclaves to allied status, I like that as a challenge. I just say uh, reduce it a little bit more. The other one that I think should definitely be reduced is 120 kilometers driven for the biker vest. That one takes forever. I mean, I did all the other bounties. I still haven't done that one yet because um, that one I'm at like 70 kilometers driven so far. And I know I'll get it eventually. All I have to do is leave it on there and eventually I'll get it by driving. So I think that's why um, Undead Laos might have made it a little bit more lengthy to get that one because eventually you're going to get it anyways if you just leave it on there. All you have to do is play the game and eventually it'll work for you, but I think it should have been a little bit less at least. I mean, you know, make it a little bit of a grind and um, make it to where it's going to get, it's going to actually activate eventually just by playing the game, but maybe reduce it a little bit. I would say the sweet spot for that one might have been more around 70 or 80 kilometers, I think. Because I'm at the point now with like 65 kilometers driven where it feels like, okay, well, I, I should have probably done this about now. I mean, I have all the other bounties done. I had the that bounty activated from the second I started doing bounties, and I still don't have it uh, done yet. So I've had it activated the entire time to try and work on it. So I, I think just reducing that one a little bit might have been better. But uh, conversely, I think there's some other ones that could have been, you know, increased a little bit. Like, for example, five play cards destroyed with explosives. I think that could have been increased a little bit, because five play cards, you can down that really quick with explosives. I mean, I think, like, maybe ten play cards with explosives would have been um, more sufficient, where, you know, you really have to grind to get those explosives, possibly. You have to, you know, have some friends help you out, maybe, and take out some more hearts. I think um, a cool bounty for the future would be to clear a whole map of play cards. I don't know if it's um, something that's difficult in the coding to do, but uh, we keep getting these challenges, you know, melee five play cards like it was to get my uh, gun from the go bag, or, you know, destroy five explosives. I think it would be a cool bounty to actually have, okay, clear a whole map of play cards. And I think that'd be a really interesting bounty because there should be a way I would 
think to attract that, since obviously the characters in the game always say, oh, this is the last play card, and then you get the bonuses after you destroy the play card from round. So um, I'm not sure how hard coding-wise it would be to do that as a bounty, but I think that'd be a fun bounty to do. Another bounty I think would be really fun is to kill enclaves. So I think it'd be really cool to have a bounty that says kill three hostile enclaves or something like that, because hostile enclaves, um, they take a little bit longer to spawn sometimes, and you have to, you know, annoy these people, or you could make somebody go hostile, but I think it'd be kind of fun to uh, have players take out some hostiles to get a bounty. So maybe it's like, you know, um, a really cool gun or a really cool uh, melee weapon that you can get with uh, using that bounty. So there's, you know, a couple ideas I had for um, future bounties. Um, some of these feel like they've been, you know, kind of reused. Like, for example, kill 70 zombies with a pistol. I think that's kind of, you know, pretty similar to stuff we've done before. Um, the kill 50 zombies grappled by teammates, that was interesting. Um, I, I can't really say I liked or didn't like it. I just found it interesting. So I think interesting is good in this sense, because... Whether I liked it or I didn't like it, it was something different. And I think that's where Undead Labs might run into a potential problem at some point, is keeping these bounties interesting. So, because we have all these packs already, we have like five packs already that came out from, that you can get bounties done in. And they're going to keep churning out more. So, it's going to um, eventually be a challenge for them, I would think, to keep having new and interesting bounties to do in the game. So, I think that. You know, maybe as a community, anyone listening to this, maybe we could help them out and, um, you know, give some bounty ideas. Because even if, um, like, say my example for killing hostile enclaves, if that's not using the next bounty pack, fine. I mean, but I think eventually they're going to have to use that as a bounty because they're probably going to run out of uh, potential ideas that haven't been used before. And I think it would get really stale if the same ideas keep getting reused. Like, uh, for example, collect 10 materials. Uh, that's been done, you know, several times where it's like, okay, collect 10 ammo or collect, you know, 10 materials, collect 10 food. I think that's one they can kind of keep reusing in there as like one bounty, but there needs to be, um, some variance in there, I think, to keep it interesting. Like, one of the ones I found that was really, uh, refreshing to see is using gas skins. I thought that was really interesting and something that was, uh, very different than what we had before. It's not that hard to use eight gas cans and it's something that you do throughout the course of the game anyways. But it was interesting to see uh, that come up. I think, you know, along those same lines, they could you use eight toolkits or um, use eight bandages or something like that. Just, you know, okay, use some of this. There you go. You're good. So I think they can kind of go down that path as well of using different items, maybe using different plague gears like you had to do for the Heartland Achievements. That could be one of them as well. So I think they're on the right track with these bounties, and I think they're doing a great job with them. I just think that um, eventually it's going to be more of a challenge for them as time goes on to make sure the baddies don't get stale. But so far, I think they're doing a great job. I think that, you know, some of the baddies just try to tweak them a little bit, maybe um, have the QA team, you know, test them a little bit more. Because I think, for example, the 120 kilometers driven, I think that one was a little bit too excessive. So um, I don't know how much that was tested, but it takes a while to get that done. So I think um, getting the numbers right on these bounties is something that would just come more with time. But I think they're doing a great job. I mean, 
the fact that, you know, you had to drive a few more kilometers or you had to get an extra enclave to ally status, it's not something I'm, you know, upset about. It's not something I care too much about. Um, it's just constructive feedback on my part that I think those could have been tweaked a little bit better. And like, for example, the lizard hoodie, I think that could have been tweaked a little bit on the other end where you had to destroy more play cards to get that one. Because the lizard hoodie is one that, you know, a lot of people were excited about. So I think that it would have been more fun to, okay, you have to destroy eight play cards for the explosives, you know, just to kind of up the ante a little bit. So I think especially if Undead Labs knows, okay, this item is going to be a hot ticket. A lot of people like this item. A lot of people want to see this item. If it's going to be a hot ticket, I think it'd be kind of cool to make that a little bit more challenging or a little bit more of a grind to get that item because a lot of people will want to, you know, get the lizard hoodie. And in order to get that, they might have to do a little bit more to get it. But that's just some thoughts I had on that. So that's kind of what we have for the bounties and update 12, though. So I hope everyone enjoyed uh, me talking about this. I am looking forward to uh, doing next week's podcast on DVD as well. I'm looking forward to getting some Civ Inflation 6 on stream. And I'm looking forward to getting back into State of Decay too as well. I mean, I have uh, 22 clothing items left to get, and I have one bounty left. So I've done all the bounties from all the packs except the uh, 120 kilometers driven. So I have like 50 more kilometers to drive. I'll, I'll get it done as I play the game. Um, I have 22 clothing items left to get, so I'm slacking a little bit on the clothing items, but I will get those done as well. So that being said, just to reiterate here, our next podcast is going to be a Dead by Daylight podcast. So look out for that next week. We're going to try and do something interesting. Uh, the plan has always been for that podcast to talk about all the new stuff that has come since our last episode. And on top of that, we wanted to rank the survivors in the game based on their base perk sets. So, for example, um, say we're taking you know Meg, for example. Okay, these are Meg's three base perks. We're going to rank all three, all the survivors based on their base set of perks. So obviously any survivor can technically get any perk, but we're uh, going to rank them based on their base set of perks and you know, come up with a list of who the best survivors are if you just use their base perks. Kind of like an adept list, I guess. But our next stream is going to be some Civilization VI on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Civilization 6, we did a preview podcast of that recently, so check that out if you have not already. But I'm looking forward to this game a lot. It's finally coming to Xbox, and I can't wait. So I'm going to be playing that on Friday. I'm recording this before Friday, but and you guys are going to hear this on Saturday, so it won't make a lot of sense, I guess. But um, I'll be playing it tomorrow, basically, when it comes out, because I'm recording it on Thursday. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait to dig into those new civilizations, dig into the new mechanics of the game. So check that out with me on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then on Friday of next week, we're going to play whatever game the community votes on. So that'll be 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to make the poll for that probably um, sometime tomorrow or uh, by the end of the weekend, basically. So by the end of the weekend, you should see that poll about um, what game the community wants to see played on Friday. But... If you want to find us, then you obviously are listening to us some way. But if you want other ways to find us, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Blueberry, many of the directories. So just type into your search bar, The Blaze Experience. You will find us on whatever app you want to use. And you can find us any of those ways. 
If you don't want to use an app, then you can go to my Discord, and in my Discord, there's a direct down links channel. In that channel, I have a link to every podcast I've ever done, so you can go there and uh, download any of the episodes there. If you want to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me via Twitter or Xbox Live Gamertag at blazexperience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can contact me via Facebook or YouTube, which I don't use a whole lot yet. Um, in the future, I hope to use them more, but I just uh, haven't had the time to really dig into those platforms too much with um, the content I'm creating and everything. And, of course, I'm on Discord a lot, too. So Discord and Twitter are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Uh, my Discord link will be in the show notes, so check that out there. And I appreciate everyone listening, and I look forward to um, getting into some Civ 6 on stream and to be back next week to talk some DVD. So thank you, everyone, for listening to The Blaze Experience. <laughs>